0: What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Let's start here, Jill. Let's, let's talk about um, the Cubs first. What are your thoughts on the Cubs for 2020? A new manager in David Ross, but now you got to figure out you know, is this Cubs team good enough to even compete with the 60 games? So what's the number that you see for the Cubs and how? Did, what's your forecast?
1: Well, right now uh, the over/under is 32 wins. Uh, As far as division goes, uh, like for example, St. Louis is 32 and a half, just a slight edge there. Uh, The Reds are 31 and a half. The NL Central is always a division that is very tightly contested anyway. So there's uh, it's only the Pirates that really have less than 30 wins uh, projected right now. Uh, So I think it's going to come down to probably the final games now. you're probably not going to like me when I say this. I'm actually a little down on the Cubs this year just for this specific reason, because it's a 60-game sample size. If we were working with 162, you know, the natural talent and uh, the high-end talent that the Cubs have, I believe, would just win the war of attrition when it comes to the Cardinals and Reds, even though I'm not a very big fan of – Cincinnati's chances either. I think only one team is going to make it out of the NL Central from a playoff standpoint. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think the Cubs could win the division or even make uh, a second wild card. My issue with the Cubs this year, I just am not thrilled with the pitching. And I'm sure that's something that's probably been discussed many times, uh, you know, just in, in your circle. Um, of course, I mean, I know you, Darvish, gets a little bit of a get of a black sheep tag just because of how things went, uh, you know, in LA. I'm just I'm just not as thrilled, I guess, with the Cubs. Maybe it's just the 2016 shine; just it's wore off now. Here we are in
0: 2020, but uh, uh, I'm just
1: not as uh, high on the Cubs, maybe as compared to uh, the White Sox, for example.
0: Do you like the over or under the 32?
1: Oh, I I like probably the under. I think it's probably going to be right around 31, 30. Again, I feel like it's going to be a razor thin margin. I feel like it, with this with this division specifically, I think it's going to probably be 30, 31 wins.
0: For the White Sox, it's a brand-new team, Gilles, because you have a lot of young players on there. There's some veterans that are on this ball club as well, too. But really, the White Sox for 2020 moving forward is about the youth movement. So what's the number for the Sox, and how do you look at the uh, American League Central?
1: Yeah, the uh, the White Sox are actually have a fairly identical number to the cubs they're 31 and a half, whereas the cubs is 32 and the interesting wrinkle i think you know this already but the interesting wrinkle about uh, the mlb season is obviously they're going to be uh, playing the nl central and al central for most of their games so i'm actually a little higher on the white Sox to win the division this year um right now they uh they are actually they have fairly large odds it's plus 180 to make the playoffs so i think to me that's free money uh but again we still have a 60-game season to play. Uh, I think the White Sox will go over. I think they're going to win the division. I'm not as high on Cleveland this year, and we also know like how... Terrible. Kansas City and uh, Detroit are from a co- competition standpoint. So I think that's going to be a lot of easy wins. Um, and then Converse like as well for the Cubs. But again, I just think when they start to play within division, that's where I think the Cubs might draw a little back. Whereas With the White Sox, I think they have a little more ease um, with some of the schedule that they have to play, especially with the talent they have on that team.
0: Jill Gallant from uh, oddshark.com with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app Jill when you take a look at players uh that are dropping out uh that feel like they are not at ease of playing during this COVID-19 how are you able to assess what you want to do from a total and over under standpoint when you don't know what players will be uh in the mix
1: well, I think any team that has like a key player drop out, I think you have to weigh of taking uh, whether if you're already maybe considering the under, maybe that re, uh, reinforces your stance, or maybe you might stay away from. Like the team that I think of immediately is the Dodgers, and I mean I know that it's easy to think like, oh, the Dodgers are just going to steamroll the NL West, but I feel like David Price opting out is a huge loss for them. I think that uh, while they always have stud pitching, I thought David Price would have been probably the most overqualified third starter in, in the league in, in majors so uh i, I think that uh, a loss like that i think that could bring them back by a couple wins so i am a little more hesitant on taking uh overs uh from a win total standpoint for teams when they have key players like that opt out
0: okay when we take a look at some of these other teams in major league baseball any other numbers that stand out to you that might uh that maybe sharps will be looking at
1: Well, the one team that I'm actually really high on this year, I actually think that uh, I'm a little more enthused, I guess, maybe than some others, is um, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I think that they started off fairly well last year. I think they got uh, a lot of injuries early, which really derailed them. I think that another year... Together, adding Zach Wheeler, I think that they're the type of team that could really swoop in and really take uh, the NL East here, especially because I think that there's going to be a little bit of a, a regression when it comes to the Washington Nationals. Just, I think, Rendon's uh, leaving to go to Anaheim. I think that's a little bit more of a loss than they're willing to, to let on to. And also, I just think that the Braves, I think that while they're good, I still think that uh, you know they're, they're probably a team that I think could still be taken. I still think that they'll probably make the playoffs. But the Phillies are a team that I'm looking at uh, at a lot of different props, taking the over 31.5 for their win totals. They're plus 200 just to make the playoffs. And uh, if you really wanted to uh, be a little wildish, uh, I guess you could take them to win the World Series. I'm probably not going to make that kind of bargain. <laughs> uh, but uh, they are plus 2,800 uh, to, uh, to win the World Series this year.
0: Okay. Hey, you know, so, Jill, here's how I look at it. I look at it like this. It's like because this is such the great unknown, uh, these players are creatures of habit, 162 games, and this is just going to be boiled down to 60 if we're, if this season goes through. And so I look at it as I'm trying to look for value somewhere toward the the bottom, because as much as I would say uh, maybe the White Sox, maybe look at looking, as you mentioned, the Dodgers, maybe a few other teams, the Phillies that you mentioned, but don't you think that there could be a team that comes out of nowhere, maybe a team that was destined for third or fourth place, but able to really strike while the iron's hot for these 60 games, because it's a small sample size but it's it's enough for a team to be able to get hot is there some value that you look at there maybe a, not a long shot but somewhere toward the bottom
1: well you make a valid point I actually the one team uh, sticking with that same division i feel like the mets is like a great team that you could look at right now their win total is right around 30 uh they're plus 175 to make the playoffs i'm a little more uh, uneasy about going after a team like you know like uh, pittsburgh or the royals or the Mm -hmm. tigers those teams could easily make a run i'm just not as i'm just not as convinced by their young talent that they can actually do that um again but we're in a 60 game sample size um, almost anything can happen so um the team that i would probably look at i know this might sound i'm actually looking at the rockies um colorado just because if they can smooth things over with arenado and if blackman is um able to uh get healed up and and uh be healthy ready to go from uh from the uh coronavirus uh they still have a lot of high end talent their pitching is coming around they're about plus 550 to make the playoffs um The NL West is a little more tricky. Again, you're probably going to have to make it as a wild card spot, but again, that still pays. So that's kind of a team that I would look at, maybe more of an NL team that would be able to benefit from the hitting uh, because of the, the no DH. So the Rockies would probably be a team that I would take a stab on if I was looking at some sort of long shot.
0: Gilles Gallant from OddShark.com with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app on the baseball show. So, Gilles, I will ask you about uh, some of the awards, too, because, we're, again, we're talking about, I guess, 60 games. Is there any, any favorites that you see for Cy Young or Home Run Hitting King, anything that stood out to you on OddShark?
1: Yeah, I mean, for the home run king, I'm immediately looking at Pete Alonzo. I I probably uh, fell in love with that run last year. He uh, he led the majors last year, broke the record for home runs by a rookie. Uh, I'm willing to think that he's going to uh, bring that back. He's about plus 1,000. Mike Trout is currently the favorite to lead the league in home runs by the end of the season. Um, For MVP, honestly, if you can get Mike Trout a plus money, I would probably take it. Just because, again, in a 60-game sample size, uh, barring injury, he's going to probably look like the best player out there last year when it opened up the, the MVP prop, he was at minus money and, uh, and, and, and almost had it and still won it rather. So for me, like kind of uh, what I look at is not necessarily like whether or not it's the voting narrative. It's just more or less because baseball is such a stats heavy sport. Are they going to put up numbers and trout is, you know, this day and age of Willie Mays, right? So he's going to probably put up massive numbers, especially with Rendon uh, protecting him in the lineup. Otani is going to be back fully healthy and probably pitching. So if the Angels make the playoffs, I think Trout is in there for MVP. The one thing I would tell people, though, is not to do, because one of the players that is listed, he's probably about plus, uh, plus 3,000, uh, 30 to 1, is Garrett Cole for MVP. He's the, um, he's the highest pitcher on the list. I would not take a pitcher in this year uh, just because of the fact that they'll probably only get 12 to 15 starts max. And even then you would have to essentially be so dominant in that stretch to be able to overcome the statistics that, uh, you know, these other players are going to put up that it would just, it w- in my opinion, it would be a waste of money. You could just give the money to me if you're going to do that. <laughs>
0: right. And lastly, about rookie of the year, I will tell you that I did put a hundred on, on Ro- uh, Robert's from, um, uh, for the White Sox, uh, he's an outstanding young player. And then Gavin Lux, the kid from the Dodgers, is at plus two hundred on on Odd Shark. Um, but I'm looking for that value also, so I also put a little investment into Casey Mize uh, and possibly Brennan Rogers. What, did you uh, peruse the Rookie of the Years? Anything that stand out there?
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you on uh, Lux. I, I just think he's in a winning situation. I think that's the one of the things that, uh, like, I know again the odds are there. know being a pitcher it could be very volatile like all he could do is get roughed up for a couple of starts and he's immediately out of the running but I just think based on the stuff that I saw from him last year and then being able to be on a team that has such good offensive backup for him um, I think it's just going to put him in a spot to be able to just put up numbers and just shut people down from the AL uh, I was probably I'm with you on Casey Mines again I just I liked what I saw from him coming up uh, last year. I, I also liked a lot of his numbers when he was in the minors. So, uh, again, it's a little bit of a crapshoot with, with Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, uh, just a lot of these guys can just come out of nowhere. And, uh, and all of a sudden, like, they're not even on a day one roster and then come up, you know, two weeks later and then just uh, smash the ball. So um, I think that's probably what I would lean with Rookie of the Year. But, again, it's just it's a little tricky to tell at this stage.
0: Jill, if I went to oddshark.com, what would I find?
1: Well, right now, uh, presidential odds are our mainstay. We've got UFC 251 coming up here this weekend with uh, Masvidal subbing in now for Gilbert Burns. Um, This UFC card that's coming up Saturday is going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. There's three title fights, again, uh, uh, and then the additional uh, fights on the card are also great. Um, We've got a full uh, end-to-end octagon coverage for that. Uh, And then, of course, the... you know, NBA season is coming up soon. Everything is going to be ramping up here at Odd Shark. So uh, I basically haven't uh, – I won't be taking any vacation probably for the next
0: uh, <laughs> year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there's no questions. Well, Jill, I'm glad you spent some time and uh, look forward to your, talking to you as we get close to the baseball season. should be interesting with these 60 games or what to deal with. Uh,
1: awesome, John. Yeah, have me on any time. I'll be ready.
0: Thank you. Jill, thank you so much. Great stuff as always.
1: Oh, John, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. I always like coming on this show. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, anytime you want to have me on, just, uh, either you or Eric can reach out to me. I'll be happy to come up.